Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, I just gave myself a black eye with my headphones for some reason. <laughs> just snap. Pow! Yeah, Rob's got... No, are those the uh, are those the company issued headphones? These are the these... company issued ones. Yeah, yes. they're they're kind of spring loaded. They're very uh, they're very springy. Lord of mercy. So Rob is trying to put, he puts the headphone on one side of his head, pow, and just literally just takes you get a shiner now. And now I feel like Tua. Speaking of Tua, let's do an NFL blitz. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. Now I don't believe I have to check HR. You can. Uh, Submit a, uh, a claim, you know, a, a work-related accident when you actually inflicted it upon yourself. Well, once we get to litigating, there will be a new sheriff in town, my friend. <laughs> hey, man, the NFL is supposed to be able to watch the monitor the game in real time. And when someone makes contact or is hit and then uh, apparently shows outward signs of some form of a concussion, right, then they're supposed to buzz down the sideline and, hey, check out Smith or check out right, so-and-so. Right. And I would think, now, that's... Like everything else the NFL does, they make a big, big dog and pony show about how they're so concerned about concussion. Lip service. And then they go completely, completely the other way in how they implement it. I know. Because, oh, so he would have had to take the hit where his head bounces off the ground against the Packers and then literally start wobbling like he's doing the limbo. And only then would the guy who's getting paid to monitor this. Well, apparently not. To me, it's like you saw the guy who's had more concussions than anyone take a shot to his head. Wouldn't that be the impetus to get somebody down on the sideline to take a look at? Him? It's like they want to do everything possible to keep the people that are the stars or the right. people that pe- people that come to see keep them in the game no matter what. It is all about lip service. Right. I mean, and look what happened. Way. Look what happened to Benedict Malu, who discovered right. CTE. The way they tried to discredit him, they smeared him. Right. Went after him. I mean, it, it was awful. Of course, it's not like that now. Now it's just like you said, lip service. Right. And again, if you want to say, look, these guys are perishable items, and just like Doritos, we'll make some more. We would like to have the guys who's given $100 million and more, too, to stick around for more than a season as far as quarterback. But unless you're going to put these guys in um, space balls type helmets, I just don't know how you're going to avoid these kind of things. But now, in all seriousness, Rob, does the NFL, after all the things we just said, do they have to then say, and now that you got former players saying this, this isn't a bunch of lawyers, this is former players saying you got to shut Tua down with the right. Dolphins' season on the line to go to the playoffs. And these are uh, probably a bunch of former players who are feeling the effects Correct. of several concussions. And, and two, I mean, how much longer can he actually play? I mean, that's something. But the Dolphins are going to push back hard because they're still in the playoff hunt, even right. though they've lost four in a row. They do have eight wins. And that's probably their best chance at quarterback to get them to the playoffs. So there's there's going to be a pushback because mm. we're all just cattle. 
Well, that's just it. it. But, yep. I mean, if you want to say this is the gladiator sport and you've got a, a one in five chance that your brain's going to be mashed up and you're going to be a yep. hot mess, and if you're prepared to accept that and play between one or two contracts of your career, maybe play eight or ten years, and so be it. But don't don't give us – don't lie. See, this is why I think – we're so in this country, and this transcends beyond sports. We're so used to people just completely snow jobbing us that people just kind of roll over on this one. Right. That's why I have I do my rants every week about Roger Goodell and the, the nonsense of the, the hypocrisy of the NFL. Well, Tua's got to keep something in mind. He's probably got about 40 years of life left after football. What's that quality of life going to be if he keeps playing and right. keeps suffering these concussions? Look at Megatron. Calvin Johnson yeah. said, enough for me. Legacy yep. secure, I'm out. And we've always been of the opinion that more guys were going to do likewise. We've seen guys tap out before they even hit 30. But right. in the case of Tua, do you think are these conversations he's having? I mean, I've got to, I got to imagine when you when you're now this is a thing. This, I mean, I say this all the time. Steve Young's not the same guy. If you see Steve Young on television, right? And we're talking about a guy with a law degree who's hyper bright. Yeah. I mean, and Steve Young had a ton of concussions. Now Aikman had it as well. He doesn't show now for time. I see Steve Young sometimes on TV. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> NFL Blitz brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Center. Check them out, PriorityMensMedical.com. Well, this uh, we saw this one happen after that nightmare on Christmas. Uh, the Broncos have fired Nathaniel Hackett after that 4-11 start. Worst offense in the NFL with mm. a quarter-billion-dollar quarterback. Now, two things. If you look at his resume, Hackett had been an offensive coordinator with the Jaguars, but they were terrible at that point. Uh, that was after uh, that's after the playoff run when they got to the Patriots. Then he goes up to Green Bay, and then you say you're the offensive coordinator, but Matt Lafleur is the head coach, and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. So how much offensive coordinator are you actually doing? Yeah, he's a yes man up there, probably is what you're saying. Yeah. And then you go in and you'll start to say, look, Byron Leftwich's stock is falling because the Bucks were the greatest quarterback to ever dress out, looked terrible this year. And then you got Eric Bieniemy who can't get arrested. So how does Hackett – it's funny because you and I have said this. Here, and he's a legacy, too, because his dad was an offensive coordinator, was head coach at USC. But he didn't pass the eye test from the first time you saw him on the sideline when he burns clock and then tries to kick a 64-yard field right, goal. Right, right. That was, that was very uh, In Seattle. Outdoors. Well, you got Eric the enemy out there. Um, who else? Uh, Leslie Frazier's been wanting another right. shot. He's frustrated at not getting another shot. What about Wilkes up in Carolina? The job he might win the division. Uh, I know. I hope they they should they should keep him on the job he's done. Right. I mean, he's actually doing something they haven't done. Under Matt Rule, they went a calendar year without winning a home game in Carolina. Now they're what four zero. Yeah, Wilkes. See Wilkes doing. And he'd been a head coach. Obviously, didn't work out the first. It was Arizona, right? Yeah. Here's the other thing. Do you feel that? Uh, and I said this a million times that I thought, well, you know. Pete Carroll's got an ego, and how can you say what he's saying about Russell? Now you realize Russell is the problem. Russell is, we're talking about diva, aloof. Uh, it's just downright weird yeah. this year, too. And, and, and totally disliked in that Broncos locker room. Is this a Sean Payton situation? Let's ride, baby. <laughs> this is a Sean Payton situation. He doesn't want to go anywhere that they don't have a quarterback. Certainly Russell's got something left. Well, now that the Chargers have made the playoffs, I thought that guy was on the hot seat. Right. I was, if I was Peyton, that's the job I'd want is going to L.A. and work with the Chargers. But you're right. The Broncos, there's too much invested. Let me ask you this, Rob. Is Russell Wilson done? Is Russell Wilson done? I, I mean, can, How do you fix that? They had decent weapons at wide receiver, decent weapons at running He doesn't back. like he's physically depleted. He just looks like mentally everything's gone hmm. gone right. Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Think about this. Cowboys went 4-1 and one with Cooper Rush filling in for Dak. So Kellen Moore is a hot name on the uh, right. coaching market as well. So certainly there's some guys out there. And you got to remember this, though. Coaching changes are a common thing. Two-thirds of the NFL has changed coaches within the last three years. Right. Two-thirds. About six, seven jobs come open every year. Yeah, and a couple of guys have hit us up because, you know, 
I, I, I'm not sure where, where they're coming from on this one. They're like, is Arthur Smith should be on the hot seat. This was the greatest dead cap hit in the history of the franchise. We literally were in every single game save for the Bengals. We were into every, almost yeah. every game we went into this year came down to the fourth quarter, if not the final five minutes, with a bunch of, I got to be honest, guys, with a bunch of bumps. Yeah. I mean, that's a bunch of uh, castoffs and journeymen, basically. We're right? already in the commercial break. We're saying I get a new center, I get another left guard. Maybe McGarry Squidville is making the argument McGarry is, is, to your point, coming back strong that he does deserve a new contract. Well, he he certainly played well. He's he's had his best year, and that's a guy that's been maligned and mocked by this radio station, especially right. And again, for those not new to the show, Squid Billy is Bo Morgan, our producer. He also runs Falcons Radio with the guys. But he was pointing out that we are now a run-centric offense. We're running a hell of a lot more than we did in Matt's last year, and because he's a good, he's a really good run blocker. He's a less effective pass blocker. Does it make you wonder what we would have been with Matt Ryan here in Atlanta this year? I think he'd be a greasy spot in the fifty-yard line. Think I think so? he'd get killed. I think both quarterbacks had more mobility than Matt's guy. I just, it's, there's times that, look, there's times you need Mariota to make basic throws that mm-hmm. he could not execute, that Matt certainly could, but would Matt have been in the pocket to make that throw? That, that's a good question. It, it was interesting doing the Falcons flyover on Sunday night after that loss to the Ravens. The fan base is really frustrated, and they are starting to sour on Arthur Smith, and I was telling them, you, you got to give the man a break next year. Now, that's another, that's another story altogether. Right. This time next year, if there's not any improvement, well, maybe there's a conversation to be had. But let them get some real players in here with all the money and the draft picks, and you're moving up on the draft board in the first round, so maybe you can get that impactful guy. And I, I get it. You, we all thought that, you know, if you thought Ritter was going to turn this thing, he was going to sprinkle magic fairy dust, and all of a sudden yeah. we're, no, we thought he'd be able to do and make the passes that Mariota couldn't. And some of those he did. He, Drake London is now involved in our offense yep. on a regular basis. He's got to hold on to the they've football. Got a, they've got a chemistry. they got right. a connection. But they are boys off the field, right. too, though. But so. as, just as far as Arthur Smith, look at the roster. And another thing, you guys, some of you guys are down on Dean Pease. Yes, we don't stop the run. We were doing a great job of keeping in these games. And unfortunately, the last four games, our run defense has absolutely fallen apart. And we've got no edge rushers, and we're going to be one of the worst you remember teams. the Ravens are the second-best rushing right. team in the NFL just ahead of the Falcons. But the Steelers ran it down our throat. Yep. The Saints ran it down our throat. Much of the Washington Commanders game, they ran it down our throat. But we still are in a bend-don't-break where every one of those games, you just needed one more touchdown from your offense, and you're you're in the playoffs, and you're leading this division by a long shot. This that's, what's so, that's what's so frustrating for the fans because as bad as we are, as bad as the division is, there were five or six plays robbing these losses. But you didn't make them, which gets you back to Parcells. You are what you are. You are what you are. This has been the most bizarre season, though. In spite of the fact I expected maybe seven wins, but the fact they gave us hope and the division was so putrid, I still had romantic notions right. of at least one playoff game, which would have been nice. And me hosting the Falcons flyover, all I wanted was relevant games all year. Now I have to suffer through two weeks Right. Non-relevant games, and I'm going to be talking about the draft and free agency after these games coming up next couple of weeks. I get my perfect attendance pin every year. I suffer through these games. I mean, it's, you haven't missed a game this year. I haven't missed a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I live for the Falcons. They are my team. I'm, I'm in for Me a too, penny yeah. and for a pound. And I just think there's. I think that Arthur Smith. Yeah, you can argue did you, strategy things like we should have gone for it in Week One and the Saints on that fourth down play, you know, salt that game away. Yeah, you could pick it apart. I get all that. But I still think you guys are missing the point that this roster was not great and this, this team is, was decimated by the cap. It's amazing that we got to 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. We were 4-4 four and four leading the division, and then all the hopes. And then, of course, it's almost like 
everything changed in the expectation. Well, hell, we're for in it. I'm the same way. If I'm in it, I want to win it. That's right. Be exciting to at least have a playoff game. I have no delusions of a Super Bowl title, but next year, next year. Mm. But I'm telling you, I had a lot of callers on the Falcons flyover. They are strongly considering not renewing their season tickets. Now, look. I can tell you this. It's always darkest before the dawn. Yes, And I can tell you as a personal seat license holder and a season ticket holder that, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating to come into a a game and there's 25,000 opposing fans in your home stadium. But this thing is, I believe, is going to make a turn. I think this year I thought at times, had you been able to win some of those games, those those ones we spoke of, it's almost like the Dan Reeves when he went 7-9 and back in 1997. There were signs. There were signs. And, And that team was a hell of a lot more talented than this team, obviously. But I still think you got a running back who's a thousand. He's going to be if he hits it as average. He's a thousand yard running back. Maybe the quarterback can win these two games, and you feel confident Ritter could be your guy going into next season. And then you can draft, and you can spend a lot on free agency. At the you got to fix the offensive line and get somebody next to Grady Jarrett. Squid Billy mentioned the commercial break. Deron Payne. Can you go get that guy? Now you've stopped the run, and you're making all the rookies better right. on the edge. I still say. Uh devote your uh, free agent capital to uh, shoring up that offensive mm. line couple of positions. Middle of, how about this? Middle of both. Yep. And then, of course, defense. You draft defense. There you go. Now, that's also the great quarterback conundrum. Are we going to have enough to see what Ritter is in these four games? God, I hope we do not have to blow a draft pick on a quarterback. Mm. I just don't want to deal with that. You can win with him, I think. It seems right. like you can. Well, we're going to have a clearer picture of that in the next two weeks. But that'd be like going back to the drawing board. And what mm. about all the other needs? Right. Look, guys, if Mariota can keep the ball within somebody's catching radius against the Rams, one of the great comebacks in Falcon history. If if Arthur doesn't, unfortunately, hit the chicken switch in the Saints game, yeah. you know, whatever game, that's the thing. And then you throw on top of that the damn Grady Jarrett roughing the passer, and then it's bad enough with all the weaknesses we have. We don't need the refs piling on. And the Ravens game was certainly a winnable game where the refs completely screwed us in the red zone on both a score for them and a score we should have had. Wasn't that the play that broke the spirit of this season? You know, it seemed like the Grady Jarrett, Tom Brady thing. It seemed like everything started. You know, there are a couple of wins here and there. But right. It seems like that was the uh, overriding thing to just kind of uh, flush the well, season down the toilet. The, the game for me where I, I lost the – I thought it was time to really go to Mariota was the Carolina game mm-hmm. in the rain. The Thursday night game. When yeah. Mar- Carl and I were up there, when Mariota does the grenade toss, that's when I said it was time <laughs> to go to Ritter. And then the Washington game, what, what spirit I had left was then squashed and my, my spirit was broken by the yeah. loss up in D.C. That's the, Steve Wilkes just completely outcoached the Falcons that rainy night in Carolina. That's why he should get that job up there. But you know what's so funny about that Saints game, that Carolina game you just mentioned? The defense got to stop late. And then it's, it's, no, go down the field and score a touchdown, and we couldn't do that six times this year, six times. All right, going to come back. Who has a set? Who doesn't have a set? Balls, no balls. <laughs> Brought to you by Jim Ellis Automotive, Atlanta's electric vehicle leader in selection, sales, and service. No balls get Rob Tribble filling in for Carl Duke Sports Radio 929 The Game. And get at the heart of the NFL with In the Huddle podcast, former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger, NFL insider Jason Lock and for a team up with the man who pulls no punches, Carl Dukes. They take you around the league, give you the inside scoop on the storylines that matter most, and dive deep on the matchups that determine who wins and who loses. New episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Follow In the Huddle on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your pod. Cast. Watching the uh, bowl games while we're getting ready to give you some no balls and game balls here on Dukes and Bell. But uh, by the way, what's your stance on this? Too many bowl games or as long as people are going to watch, who cares? Um, 
you know, I, I don't care. I don't necessarily make an appointment to watch a bowl game. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like, look at this. Buffalo and Georgia Southern. Buffalo's up 23-21, 3.38 left in the fourth. That could be an exciting finish. I mean, sometimes you find some little gold, right? you know, gold diamonds in the rough watching these Yeah, games. was it a couple of years back? I forget which Miami team it was, was playing in the, in the baseball stadium. The yeah. Marlins, they had a brawl with BYU or somebody. <laughs> I mean, every now and again, you get something you're not expecting. But, yeah, I mean, like, I know we have a ton of Georgia Southern fans. You know, Hale Southern, and that's a nice job in, in his first year, new, new head coach. But I just, you know, to me, I saw Danny Cannell, who's going to join us, I think, tomorrow. But uh, he tweeted out, he's going, yeah, you got to win eight games. To be in a bowl. When you and I were kids, there were a dozen bowl games. That's it. Right, right. And, and the benchmark was usually about eight or nine wins. You know, and you unless it was like the Mislu Blue Bonnet Bowl. You know, the or one on New Year's Eve at the Astrodome. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I get it. There's always a market. And as people say, look, you don't like it, don't you don't want to watch, don't watch. And I'm not going to watch a lot. I'm, with all due respect to Southern, a couple of six-win teams in Montgomery, right. Alabama. I just can't get juiced up for that one, you know. But I guarantee you, if you're flipping it, flipping channels at home, and you see this game crop up, and there's like a, a minute left, yeah, you're going to keep. And, and Georgia Southern's driving down by two, and the chance to win, you're going to watch that just right. for the sheer drama. I mean, that's why we like sports; right. is the drama associated with it, right? By the way, the big bucks, the Camellia Bowl, and sponsored in part by the Montgomery Regional <laughs> Airport. <laughs> Montgomery, not not a very beautiful town, man. I've been there many times, and <laughs> <laughs> what was the bell for that one, Chris? Just, just well executed. Oh, thank you. No, thank you very much. We just, I, Bob, uh, I think you asked me, Rob said, you ever been to Montgomery? I said, for gas. For gas, that's right. Yeah, so, that's it. And if you're from Montgomery, Merry Christmas. Good Let's for you. Good for you. Balls. Not going to hate on it. Time for game balls, no balls here on Dukes and Bell. Now it's where you, uh, you do your thing. Okay, that's where I'll do my thing. Eagles-Cowboys <laughs> game. That was a fun game to watch. I did thought Mitch didn't embarrass himself. He did, he did a fine job, he, except for the fact, you know, uh, three turnovers led to uh, 20 unanswered uh, Dallas Cowboys yeah, I mean, points. Look, but he, they, they lead the NFL in takeaways. But you told me he was going to have a touchdown, throw a pick. I'd get that. But I thought Minshew actually made some plays. They started fumbling the thing late in the game. Yep, yep. No balls. Minshew back, four-man rush. Here they come. He heaves it. Back into the end zone, the ball's on the ground, incomplete. The Cowboy defense was equal to the task that time. The Cowboys are going to take it over with 14 seconds left. It's an exciting game. Uh, They basically did a jailbreak on him at the end, so we just kind of threw it out there, but nobody could get to it. I wonder if Jalen Hurts, when's he coming back? I mean, you do want to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs because this is a bona fide Super Bowl contender. Mm -hmm. That's a defense with... Four guys with ten sacks. What's that like? We <laughs> well, you were even... just talking about it, right? We we need uh, we need like five guys to be combined for ten sacks with the Falcons. That's been the case for the last decade. It seems like here. I mean, to me, if the Eagles the Eagles could still go into Minnesota and and beat the Vikings, because even though and we'll get to the Vikings' amazing uh, cover behind win here in a second, but right now thirteen and two, twelve and three, Forty ers eleven and four, and then uh, the uh, Cowboys eleven and four. Cowboys would right now go play Tampa Bay and beat the snot out of Tom Brady mm-hmm. down in Tampa. And then it's interesting. Though, and nobody still believes in the Vikings, although the Vikings just find new and exciting ways to do it all season. 11 one-score victories. That's an all-time NFL record. And a lot of people think, well, that's living dangerously. I think, well, this is the NFL. And I, actually, this would probably give them more composure in mm-hmm. the playoffs. They, right. they can handle adversity. And I would like to see Kirk Cousins maybe win something. He seems like a, a decent dude, but he gets uh, he just gets crapped upon all the time. But right. he did that to himself by not winning a lot of games or playing well on Monday nights. Game balls. Snap spot. Joseph with a big leg and no! 
Merry Christmas, Minnesota Vikings fans. The Vikings have beaten the Giants 27-24. It's Joseph from 61. <laughs> I, I know that was indoors. That kick would have been good from 65. That though. just did. If you didn't see it, he clears the crossbar. You're right, with three yards plus. I think spare. that's his fifth game winner, too. Wow. And, yeah, I mean, like, Kirk Cousins, he puts up crazy stats, but nobody trusts him in the playoffs. Right. But he has to do it, though. He has to come through. He has to put up the numbers to, to, to justify but that. But they, they got the good culture there, good head coach. You know, and, and it's funny because, you know, Philadelphia, we, we had a lot of fun. Those two introductory press conferences with Dan Campbell in Detroit and Sirianni in, in Philly. It's like, I was playing rock, paper, scissors with my guys. You know, And I thought, this guy's a nitwit. Another guy's going to be out in two years. He, Sirianni's done an amazing job with that team. But who, the guy who's really done is Howie Roseman, the general manager. That t- He's put together an unbelievable right. team on both sides. That's the best offensive line in the NFL. Dan Campbell's done a great job. I know they lost uh, yeah, they on Sunday smoked, to Jacksonville. Yeah. But, man, they, no, they lost, I'm sorry, lost to Carolina. But, yeah. There's uh, something about that team. That, oh, guess what? They have a couple of edge rushers, too, something we could use down here in Atlanta. Yeah, and speaking of Atlanta, yeah, we got to go no balls because we were really good going north and south. East to west, we kind of got in trouble. Ravens, one of the best run defenses. We were one of the best run offenses. Something had to give. No balls. Here's Algier. There's a flag thrown on the play. He's trying to call a timeout. He didn't get it. Illegal motion. Arthur Smith came down the field trying to call a timeout and did not get the timeout awarded by the officials. Atlanta gives it away on downs. Yeah, that was a bit anticlimactic. Why'd you have to be so cute there? What You've got number 25 is very good. Very good physical runner. What, right. you can't get one yard with that guy? Yes, yes, you can. But he's got that war. He's more physical than work done, but he's got that work done knack of being able to fall forward and get a couple of extra yards. But the yards. penalties and the lack of poise in the red zone right. just killed us. And again, the referees, as we said, you know, the, the grounding call. I mean, we could give a no balls to Bill Vinovich, but you could do that every week. Bill Vinovich is a menace. The man's a menace. He's a menace. No balls. But we said it earlier. We got enough issues on this team with a cap hit and the rookies, and the one-year contracts, and a quarterback in Mariota who quit once he got benched, and a young guy trying to learn his way. The last thing we need is the NFL piling on with ridiculous calls. When you've got replay, that's the thing. It drives you nuts. You've got the baseball does it. The only guys who really use replay, right, you could argue, are the NBA and the NHL. For as much as I watch in the NHL, NFL has the tools, Robin. They still get this thing wrong. Well, you got to remember, this is a league that took them about 15 years to define what a catch is. So they're always going to be a little right. bit uh, delayed yeah. in the most basic things, it seems like. Mm. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, his team dropping, uh, giving up 51 points on uh, Christmas Day, pretty much spelled his demise. And uh, let's hear from Russell Wilson after that debacle. No balls. Well, the bottom line is unacceptable, you know, and, and it starts with me. Um, the first two possessions, I mean, they, they, uh, they, they started really the game um, with, you know, 17 points, 14 points, basically, you know, so um, it can't happen, you know, and, uh, you know, haven't really had an experience like that where, you know, we're trying to catch up like that this so far here. And it's one of the most unbelievable, unprecedented falls from grace in recent NFL history. I mean, Ciara is his Yoko. <laughs> is that what it is? Yes, I, I said that previously, but yeah. I feel like a Kardashian. No <laughs> Kardashian effect on NBA players. The CR, and again, for guys, for, for youngsters, there was a band called the Beatles, and there was a guy named John Lennon, and uh, he met Yoko, and then the, uh, bad things happened. But anyway, uh, in this case, I got to take a, a knee to Pete Carroll. I always thought Pete Carroll was a little bit hard on Russell. It always sounded like, 
you know, and, and, and when remember Russell's agent a few years ago, well, we got a bunch of teams lined up for him. And I thought, wow, Carroll's trying to run Russell Wilson out of Seattle. Now I realize why, because he's an unconscionable pain in the ass. Apparently so. But to his credit, though, that year when they, uh, when they had the Legion of Boom and won the Super right. Bowl, should have won two. Russell was that entire offense, basically. You know, he and Beast Mode, of course, was well. Right. Two guys. And that's why I use, if guys ask me, don't you defend? Yeah, I defend Russell Wilson up until the last two years. Part of the reason they'd make the playoffs, to Rob's point, once Beast Mode went away, they'd put, every, put, him on a, put everything on his shoulders and he would improvise and make things happen. He would improvise so much to the point he didn't want to work with the playbook they were giving him at that It's point. a baffling, baffling yeah. uh, erosion right. of a skill set, certainly. Hey, man, we do have uh, one more for you, and then we got a couple more for you. Game balls. We could do a game ball for this guy every week. The Chiefs, maybe they don't cover the spread each week, but they always provide some highlights, and this guy's usually behind it. Game balls. I think that's what I've learned as I've kind of grown in my career is when the defense is rolling, not, don't give the momentum to the other team. Keep playing the field position battle. We have a great punter, and, and play the field position pad, battle, and, and whenever we get our opportunities, we'll strike them. Well, I agree, but you know they're also about <laughs> minus six in the in the takeaways, which is kind of baffling to me. <laughs> By the way, our our Desmond Ritter's got a little bit of Mahomes in his voice. He too. does a little, a little bit, right? bit, a little bit. It's on the higher end, but yeah, yep. a, little, a little bit froggy. Um, by the way, we got one more piece of balls to give away. Hey, now not no balls, but game balls, and that would be Buffalo. Those guys in the Chiefs going toe to toe this year. You got to go to go Buffalo, right? And Vaughn Miller may or may not get back in time, but yep. seems like they've gotten their mojo back. And Cook was a big part of it. Game balls. Line of scrimmage is the uh, Bears 27-yard line. Snap to Josh. Gives it to Cook. Sails over the right side. Has first down yardage and more. Inside the 10. Inside the 5. Touchdown Buffalo. The rookie James Cook. Yeah, man. And he's finally coming into his own, too. Because there were some fumbles earlier this year for him from the former Georgia Bulldog. And now he's starting to be a big contributor. How about this, though? Think about this. Buffalo might end up with the number one overall seed. Patrick right. Mahomes has never had to play a playoff game on the road. And that's the rub. Can you go into Buffalo with all the crazy weather and potentially snow and right. everything else? Because it's always gunned down in Arrowhead. And that's why Buffalo, that was the big thing. Buffalo lost their way. They wobbled a little bit. The, the, the Minnesota game, the Josh Allen turnover, seems like they're, they're back to where they need to be. Who do you think could be a dark horse in the NFL this year? Well, I mean, Maybe a lower seed uh, just making a lot of noise in the playoffs. If I was going to go right now? I would say I think the Chargers may have turned a corner. I think, I think Herbert's a guy that you know, now they're getting healthier and they're getting healthier on the defensive side. You know, they're going to lose. Who's a Jalen Ramsey who's got knocked out with a concussion? Yeah. But I, maybe, maybe I'm, I, I do like Herbert, though, so maybe I'm uh, over I do, too, that. but I do, too. I, well, he's a sp- Patrick Mahomes even said about Justin Herbert, he can make throws I can't even make. Right. That's what he said about him. Of course, he's also athletic and mobile mm-hmm. for a big guy. It's hard to buy the the Ravens. Look how bad they looked against us. It's yeah, that just, offense is just that offense is just so lethargic. And defense was, is good, but right. And we've said because you know when he's healthy, Lamar Jackson. They really haven't stocked the wide receiver room for Lamar Jackson. Let me uh, let me throw this at you. The Bengals are one of the hottest teams right now in the league. I've been riding the Bengals to my fantasy yeah. Super Bowl, by the way, thanks to Joe Bur- Joe Burrow, Mixon. Mixon actually is doing a little bit more in the ca- in catching passes, but everybody on that team, the defense is bowed up. I think. I could very easily see Cincinnati that's going the on the team road, you, beating that, everybody. Yeah, that's the team you don't want to see in the playoffs. Right. They did it last year on the road. What if Jacksonville makes the playoffs and goes on? Trevor Lawrence is playing great right That whole team is. It's amazing what happens when you get a competent coach and not a clown. No, it's, speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, I was staying in uh, Amelia Island uh, yeah. during the whole week. 
first weekend I was down there, the folks who rented, uh, there's a bunch of cottages we had on the beach, and the one right next to us, it was a bunch of guys, they're cowboy fans, they all live in Orlando, they drove up. Ah. And so the kids had their dogs, so mom and dad go to the Cowboys game, and they had two like 12-year-old uh, twins, and they're walking the dog, and their dog's talking to mine, and the kid goes, yeah, my dad's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's terrible. I go, because they live in Orlando. Who do you root for? He goes, I root for the Bucks. I go, that make, there you go, down I-4. That's actually regional. Makes sense. And so the way the kid said, yeah, my dad's a Cowboys fan. So when I saw With them. With the other disgust and <laughs> contempt in his voice. But when I saw them the next morning, I was like, and the kid's looking at me, like, hey, I'm going to you know, drive back to mm-hmm. Orlando. And the kid goes, they lost. I said, yeah, I know. I saw. That's one of the great wins in recent Jaguar history, to beat the Cowboys in a totally packed house of Cowboy fans. Oh, boy. I guess it uh, looks like coming up back, you're going to get your recommended daily allowance of uh, Squid Billy. He's been off for a while. He is filled with vitamins and minerals. <laughs> He's or, turgid. A or, very turgid Squid Billy coming or up next. pee and vinegar. Or something like that. Yeah, man, no, man. Coming up next, Dukes and Bell Sports Radio, 1990 Game. Rob Triple in for the vacation in Carl Dukes, Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, alongside uh, Mike Bell. He, he's paying some bills over there. Yeah, I forgot to pay the phone bill. I mean, it's still on. I just got that prompt on my phone. You know, I, I can't ever remember my password. I, I'm out of passwords. You ever, you ever come to that conclusion there's nothing left in your mind to think of for a password? I can never remember. I've got like seven different ones I use. It never right. seems to be the right one when I'm trying. It I've added like eight uh, exclamation points to my for my radio password. <laughs> the computer. Here. You change it on a. Do you change. Do you come up with new stuff when they. I don't. I can't. I can't again, how many things? How many places in the world have you? And you're, they. I you. I run out of Bo. What's your password? Let's share it with everybody on the. Uh, on the ones. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. So, oh, let's go to Bo anyway. Let's hit him. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. There he is. How was your vacation, Bo? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, uh, I guess I've lost it in Baltimore. I don't know. I didn't, it didn't start to feel the effects. I lost until... my voice in Baltimore. I didn't feel the effects of it until Christmas Day um, as I more and more were losing, um, was losing my voice during the day, which is probably good because it probably kept me from, you know, saying something that would have gotten me in trouble with family. So, I mean, I was listening, coming back from the beach, and I was listening on satellite, and I heard Dana West. And by the way, hats off and kudos to our on-air broadcasting team. They did the show in Baltimore there with the window open, unlike Pro Bowler Rod Woodson and those wussies on Ravens Radio who kept the glass door uh, shut. Back. Now, that's not a Pro Bowler. That's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer Rod Woodson. Yeah, get it right. Uh, I actually called Rod out. Uh, you know, sorry, Rob. Uh, is it Rob or Robbie? Who am I working with today? You'll, you'll be with Rob today. Okay, good. I thought you rebranded yourself as crazy I, I Robbie did. I'm Tribble. Going back. I'm going back and forth. Uh, Rob, Robbie Tribble's a jerk. <laughs> Nobody likes him. I hate that guy. I love Rob Tribble. Um, I, I'm in the I'm in the bathroom in between. Uh, I think it was uh, in between halftime, and I look over and there's Rod Woodson. I was like, huh, not every day you can say you peed next to a Hall of Famer, but I can. Um. And so we're going, and their booth was right next to mine. Well, you talked to a man while at the urinal? No, no, no. No, that's the guy code. I did oh, not do that. <laughs> I looked over and saw he was there, but we, their radio booth was right next to ours. Yeah. And so naturally, you know, if you're peeing next to the guy, normally you're going to be walking out near, near the same time. So I look up, and there's Rod right in front of me, and uh, he held the door open for me as we walked through. I go, hey, Rod, how about you uh, open up those windows? Because their windows were closed the entire game. We always uh-huh. open ours. And uh, he looked at me and he goes, nah, man, that's for the players to feel that cold. <laughs> I'm not a player anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Squid turned him and says, you know what? You pee excellence, just like you played on the field. <laughs> I might have used a P word, but it wasn't P. <laughs> no, I'm just like kidding. crap expertise. <laughs> So, I might have called a Hall of no. Famer. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, I, I just laughed. But And Wes is going to join us a little bit later. He's on a flight right now. Wes Drew Ham or Wes Durham. But it was so much fun because only I know, and Squid Billy knows, we work with Arch for many years, the level of aggravation that Arch has with certain NFL officials. And if you're watching the game and listening to it, Bill Vinovich was in absolute clown mode yep. as uh, you know they couldn't get anything right and New York would compound it by screwing up the replay. It was, just, it was an absolute – when things are not going your way, and real quick, I don't want to – I'm cutting into Squid Billy's time, but I, I bet uh, there's a significant amount of money that I've invested in the Falcons reaching six wins. I made the bet, Valentine's weekend, my wife and I were in Vegas, not aware that Matt Ryan was going to be traded. So I figured, well, we'll win six games this year with Matt. Five and a half was the over-under. And I'm never going to get the six wins, it looks like, unless I win one of these final two games, in which case we can do one of the bathrooms this year at our place. Well, you can can get six wins on Sunday. Very least, since that team. you'd think, right? But you never know with this. But it, it all comes down to one possession, anyway. But what was the attitude of Arch and when, as far as Ritter? Is, is Arch feeling Ritter is making some advancements? Well, yeah, I mean, he is. I mean, if you look at his game, um, you look at Ritter's first performance compared to his second. At no point in time, it should be said though that Ritter hasn't looked in complete control of the huddle at the line of scrimmage with you know audibles and and and, and protection shifts and that kind of. He's looked. From, from the first week in New Orleans, he looked great. But go look at his first start. He was, I think, uh, 13 of 26 for like 97 yards. Average of uh, uh, 3.6 yards a completion. Last week against, some would say in some ways, a better defense, especially against the run. Now, not as <clears throat> not that great against the pass. Right. Ritter completed over 60% of his passes, threw for over 200 yards, doubled his yards per completion, and... 
you know, he's really locked in on Drake. But if you look at Drake London's last three games, Drake London has caught 20 passes in his last three games. Mm. So, you know, you have seen the improvement from, of course, Drake, but Desmond Ritter has shown game-to-game improvement in just one game, and it's and it looks significant. Mm. Now, you're going to play pass defense in Arizona, who uh, – I got it pulled up right here. They're the 30th-ranked scoring defense, and they're the 26th-ranked passing defense. Huh. So maybe another week where you can see Desmond show some growth, maybe take uh, mm. some advantage of what you're facing. This is also a bad red zone defense as well for okay. Arizona as far well, as the see, numbers go. And we said it earlier to start the show. I just I wanted him after the Carolina game because I wanted to have a full sample size going into the next right. season. But if you and, and we're never you're like it's, it is what it is. Pitts got injured. You can't see him out there with I mean, Pitts in London and Ritter. That's what all the fans. I know that's what you and I wanted to see. But to Squid Billy's point, he got drafted with London. There was simpatico with him, and he's getting him involved now. He's just got, it, Drake London's got to hold on to the football. Well, yeah, and and look at one thing too. If you think that Drake London's had any, I mean, excuse me, Desmond Ritter's had an easy go with his first two starts, then you're an idiot because <laughs> he went into New Orleans. And he played in one of the toughest environments in a in a heated rivalry game, which is some you know I was talking with Bobby on Saints Radio when I was when we did that mm. game because I did the hit for them and Bobby compared it to a college rivalry. I don't think that's off par. No, it's right. not. And then you go to Baltimore where it's like I think it was 16 degrees at kickoff or 18 or something like that, and the wind the wind was a 25 mile an hour gust. They said it felt like two degrees. And he goes around and chunks it up 30-something times for over 200 yards in his second career start against a pretty good defense still, and they're a very good run defense. So he hasn't had it easy. And then he's going to go face Arizona, which is what we just talked about, and then Tampa at the end of the year, which is another uh, – that's a pretty good defense. They've got probably one of the best linebacker and cores in the NFL. No, we're not making excuses, but it is, as we said, that, that for the, your debut to be down there in the Superdome, that was pretty tough. Now, again, if London doesn't fumble it, could you go in and at least kick a field goal and tie? Because the defense, much like like every other game this year, they br- they bent, but they didn't break, and they got to stop, Rob. And so if you at least get a field goal, you're in overtime, and he's got a comeback potential, changes the entire narrative. I just I think we wanted to see what the kid can do. I think some people thought he was going to come in and be better. We didn't expect him to be better than Mariota his first game, but I was expecting him to get Drake London involved, and that is happening. You can't argue with that. You're, you're, the weapon you drafted is now a part of your offense, which he wasn't when Mariota was out there. You know, I hate the fact there's a lot – the listener out there, a lot of them are probably thinking, my God, you guys are really just grasping at straws, trying to find some positives. But in order for you to do responsible analysis, you have to take the good with the bad. Right. You have to consider the good to go with the bad. That gives you the full picture. Right. Look, we got a, a center that needs to be replaced. we got to find a left guard. we got a running back who's going to be a 1,000-yard back, guys. And 1,000-yard backs in the Falcons organization, literally you can count on one and a half hands. Yeah. But don't do that. Uh, then you'd be Jason Pierre-Paul. Back to you, Squid. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's the problem for me in this fan base right now is when you tell the truth, you're a company man or you're grasping at straws. You're just you're just trying to sugarcoat everything instead of just looking. Like All these fans that are saying they don't believe in Arthur Smith now because he hasn't won enough, we're all saying tank for the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're only going to win one or yep. two games anyways, and this team sucks. Look at the roster going into the season, and then Arthur Smith goes and does what all these so-called experts said he couldn't do, which is win more than two games with this bottom feeder roster, as the experts put it, and look what he's done, and now, oh, it's not good enough. So I think people just need to check themselves and their expectations because there's a lot of 
There's a lot of revisionist history hmm. from experts and fans right now when it comes to Arthur yeah. Smith. And Rob, again, he does the Falcon flyover, guys. That's after you wrap up the postgame show. You're Rob right here on the radio. He'll do it again on Sunday night. But it just it's frustrating, and Rob and I were just talking about this off the air. We had low expectations. All of a sudden, eight games in the season, we're in first place at four and four. So all of a sudden, everything gets recalibrated. You're like, well, crap. If I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. Let's go win the division, see what we do. We get in the playoffs. Anything a boy can, can dream, you know. Seattle went seven and nine and beat the Saints one year, right? right. Set off the, uh, the, uh, the Richter scale up there in Seattle. I just got as excited as everyone else. And then the reality of what Mariota was crept into the equation. Your defense oh, was good enough. Yeah, narrative. It is. And Mariota just Mariota is what he is. He's a journeyman. The only thing that ticked me off is Matt Ryan just got uh, shut down. He was actually on the sideline for the game last night. You know, Mariota couldn't be bothered. He's going to go no. home. That's a, that's a credit to Matt. He never complained. He's always right. said the right thing. So I, I think but again, but the high bar, character guy. But, the you know. bar of expectation got raised only to crumble under the weight of this team's right. inadequacies. That's basically what happened. By the way, not to change the subject, but it is my segment. I can do whatever I want. I don't ever want to hear about Atlanta shutting stuff down for weather. We had reservations Uh-oh. at a restaurant that Wes was nice enough to make mm-hmm. for Friday. They called him when we were on the bus leaving for the airport and said, uh, there's an issue with your reservations. What? He's like, all right, what is it? We're sh- we're, we're, we want to close early, so... They closed because it was cold, basically. They had no reasoning. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. Wow. Then they, they, co- have, they have salt and they got trucks and everything. Yeah. There. But there was no ice or snow. Right. It was just freaking cold. Oh, that's not right. So they just wanted to go home. And then another place that we found near the hotel, they were closed. We finally found a place that was open, and it was actually really, really good. Um, what was it? It's called Hoodfellas. Okay. Good, fellas, like, Good name. What kind of cuisine? Americana or what? Apropos was it? for the charm. Well, they had. Uh, well, I had some of the best damn fried catfish I've had in a long time. I'll tell you that much. Nice. And uh, Arch and Arch and West got some. I think like big old crab cake nice. things. And well, that's what you should get up there. I mean, but the catfish was phenomenal, and the, the mac and cheese was great. They had some. They had a, like a cornbread that was a little bit sweeter. It was, it was really good. Mm. But we got places in Baltimore closing because it's cold. All right, so I don't want to hear any northerner come down here in my home state and tell me how we don't handle the cold. All right, because I didn't see restaurants closing in Atlanta. Did any close in Atlanta? By the way, I didn't hear. Well, there was a pipe bursting issue yeah. in Atlanta this weekend that got kind of bad. Uh, yeah, several hotels. Apartment buildings and restaurants were flooded because pipes were bursting. Yeah, that's water pressure's down everywhere now. You got to keep the drip going. going. Drip, drip, drip. drip. But that happens. I mean, I didn't see, but you just closed because you didn't want to work because it was cold outside. That's job. Here's one for you. Get one of those pool noodles and wrap it around your copper piping for insulation. There you go. There you go. And again, if you're on vacation as we were, you call your friends and say, can you get my drip on? (laughs) They get in here and get a little drip going, and then your pipes don't go kablooey on you. Hey, real quick, J.J. Watt. In his own way, announced he's retiring. Yeah. First ballot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. Multiple 20 sack seasons. Yeah. And uh, and also, you know, physically tough, comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he did get banged up a lot in his career, but he'd always come back. Randy McMichael said something interesting about J.J. Uh, Watt, the reason why he got hurt, because the day after the season, he would start working out immediately. Right. He never gave his body enough time to heal, which made him more conducive to energy. Good point. That's what Randy Max said. Yeah. When you, when you see a check, when you tear a pectoral, it blows up like a party favor. It's yep. the grossest thing ever. Ugh. And he had to come back from one of the toughest injuries. Forget it, guys, all leverage. You're using all upper body, you know, to do what you got to do. Um, yeah, I think, where do you think he ranks all time defensive line? Top 10. 
Top ten, yeah. I think that's a great that's a great top ten, yeah. yeah. Because there's no doubt Reggie White's the greatest defensive lineman of all time, right? right. And then Aaron Donald is on the cusp of oh, absolutely. of being yep. like maybe one B. Right. And then you got guys like Bruce Smith and because I mean I know LT was a pass rusher, but he was considered a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. technically he was he was an outside linebacker in a three four scheme. But I, I mean, mean Warren Sapp, Jack Youngblood, yeah. you know, I put him top yeah. seven. But yeah. LT's the he's the goat of all defensive players. Yeah, total. Julius Peppers, mm-hmm. Strahan. See, I love Strahan, but I don't think he's top ten for me. I know he owns the sack record. Mm. I don't think, uh, as far as single season, I don't know if he's top ten for me. I don't know if Julius Peppers is. I think he's up there. But you got to rank Deacon Jones in there too, the, don't yeah, you? See, the, some of the guys, it's it's one of those generational things where there's like half of our audience never heard of the for the Purple People Eaters or the Fearsome Foursome, and that's how good those guys were. They had great nicknames, or the Steel right. Curtain, and all those guys that are all in the Hall of Fame, like yeah. Carl Eller and Alan Page, and you know, they've been Alan Page days. was uh, had a right. gray beard when he was twenty six. Merlin Olson, you know, Rosie Greer. Deacon Jones, you already talked about yeah. Bubba Smith, all those guys. Yeah, I like Lyle Alzado, but I don't think he ranks steroids. Oh, <laughs> I love those. I love the Matuzak Alzado, Howie Long Raiders. That's you want to have a personality, and, and Howie was like a rookie on that team, right? Right. right. I think Howie's got to be mentioned somewhere in there too. Yeah. All right, guys, as always, yeah, man, no man is brought to you by the W Sauce America's Worcestershire sauce, bigger, better, bolder. Get over to wsauce.com, find a retailer near you, and don't forget. If you need some CBD, get over to the Georgia Hemp Company or just go to the Georgia Hemp Company online at georgiahempcompany.com and use the code SQUIDBILLY10. You get 10% off all your CBD needs. D needs Robbie Tribble. Turtle, <laughs> hit my music. Yeah, for those who missed the show a few weeks ago, last time Rob filled in, he rebranded himself as Robbie Tribble. And uh, I tell you, he was a loose cannon. <laughs> a lot of my friends call me that. My girlfriend calls me that. And I do go by that. So, right. you know. I mean, it's up to you. You got four days this week. You want to do multiple personalities? I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Sybil this week. Yeah. Yes, totally. All right. All right. Gonna come back. Both teams have arrived. Talking about Georgia, Ohio State getting ready for the Peach Bowl on Saturday night. I'm gonna peel back the layers of that next. Dukes and Bell, Rob Triple filling in. Robbie Triple filling in. Sports <laughs> Radio 99. Again. Make up your mind. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.